Fabian Schulz is the CEO and co-founder of Koduna, a product that gives people easy access to the world of digital assets and decentralized finance, and with it, the chance to earn significant interest rates on their money. Fabian has scaled several ventures before starting Koduna, and in this episode, he shares his key lessons from entrepreneurship so far. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vorname or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Vorname. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vorname as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This episode is produced by William Fransen. In your early career, you tried a lot of different stuff, right? You were involved with different companies. You expanded to different countries. Uh, you didn't. You had a very interesting experience in Australia, right? So, can you just talk to people about the lessons and how valuable it is to sort of go a bit out of your comfort zone? I know it's a cliche to say that, but to actually do that in practice is super valuable because you get so much exposure that you wouldn't necessarily get in your hometown if you stuck there for your entire life, right? Yes, absolutely. It's it's so important to just go out there and, and do something, right? It doesn't really matter what. Um, I was very very lucky that the first job I took was with with a uh, with a company builder here in Hamburg. Um, so these guys were and still are building e-commerce businesses mostly, um, and were looking for these typical entrepreneur and residents kind of uh, kind of people. So just fresh out of university, you want to do something, you want to have a job where you can actually um, do things rather than just brew coffee or do the, the typical Excel analysis, right? Um, which is what you have, you will always have in, in startups. Um, but the cool thing there was they had exposure to, to many different startups as well. So it wasn't uh, that I was just setting myself up for that one company, but rather the opportunity, which was also the agreement that we had to, uh, to look at a couple and spend a couple of months at various companies. So for me, that was the, the perfect entry, entry point into, into startup world, to venture building, into working with and on something um, because I was able to see different things. And there I was very lucky. The first company I saw was a, uh, an agency, which is an interesting model. Agencies are usually profitable. So life is good. You're making money. There is business. At the same time, it's a daily struggle to keep it like that. You have to keep getting business um, and new business, uh, but very different proposition afterwards. The uh, venture builder I was working for had this opportunity in Australia, which you mentioned. Um, they had acquired a company in Australia and that needed to, uh, that needed to be integrated into the, the larger setup there. And they needed someone pretty much immediately to go over there and start doing that, taking that over. And I mean, who, who is crazy enough to within pretty much a couple of days say, okay, sure. I'm going to go to Australia, take that over and manage that. So my key advantage there was I had no strings attached. Um, I was ready to go and I really wanted to do something. So I was like, Hey, have you heard of me? Here I am. Let's go. Um, and, and that was kind of how, how I was super fortunate to get into that position. Um, but also how I ended up in Australia within super short notice. I think at that point I had maybe six months of work experience when I started there, uh, which was utterly ridiculous because by then I had taken over a company with, I don't know, we were like 20 people there. So I suddenly had, I think I was 25 years old. I had 25 st- or 20 staff. Um, it, a million revenue, multi-million revenue business on the other side of the world. Um, and they were like, okay, you go do that. 
yeah, sure, why not? Cool. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was pretty awesome. Um, it's, it's super interesting to think about, you know, the the advantages of being a bit naive, but also on the counterbalance, be able to take calculated risk. But looking at your career, how important has it been to be a bit naive and to just say to yourself that, okay, this is a big challenge, but I'm betting on myself to be able to step up to, up to the game and also, you know, manage to, to find a way here. Because you have to have sort of that mentality in order to to take those challenges on, right? You can't just sit back comfortably. That's gonna create, you know, not the not the excelling career that you potentially want to try. I don't know whether naive is the right word, to be honest. Um, I, I think you need that natural curiosity to just say yes to things and to believe that you can make it work somehow. Um, the key thing that I that I keep telling myself in pretty much any life situation is um, there's like 7 billion people on this planet and there have been a couple before us. Uh, there will be a couple after us. And no matter what I'm doing, someone else has done it before. So it can't be that hard, um, which is pretty much all you need to understand. And then you figure it out on the way. Um, there is There is no golden formula, right? No one gets it right all the time. No one knows what they're doing from early in, um, even the most respected people in business and politics and art, whatever, have started out one day and were like, I'm going to do this. And they surely had no idea what they were doing. Um, I think that is more important than, I think naive might be, uh, might be more negatively connotated towards being uh, blindsided very quickly and not knowing what you got yourself into. Um, I think you need that positive curiosity. Um, and that is something that, that works quite well for me. Do you think that curiosity can be trained or do you think it's just like deeply ingrained in your personality? I don't know. Uh, that's, can you learn curiosity? Probably not. It's probably more a, a personality trait. It's probably something that is built into you through time by having exposure to other people who are curious as well. Um, probably very, very strongly related to the environment that you're spending time in. It's probably something that you can build up by doing exactly that, exposing yourself to people who you might think are curious. Um, I don't think it's something where you just take a course on, yeah, I've never heard of a course on curiosity, right? <laughs> I don't think it's something that you sign up to and are like, right now I'm really not curious, but at the end of this course, I'm going to know everything about curiosity. I, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> uh, I tend to agree with that, is, uh, that point. Just looking at entrepreneurship in general, obviously you've been involved in several companies, you started several companies. We're going to talk about Kodona today, of course. Um, but just looking at the entrepreneurship toolkit, sort of the skills you think you should be able to master in order to have a career as an entrepreneur, what do you think are some of the most important skills or habits you've seen that you sort of have to have in order to be able to live this lifestyle? Because being an entrepreneur, of course, comes with a lot of uncertainty. So you definitely need to have, you know, the, the ability to deal with that uncertainty. But just like in, in an overall, how would you summarize the, the ability and toolkit you need to have? The toolkit for entrepreneurship. That's a good one. Um, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, I think the, the key element is a, a, an incredibly high stress resistance and that positive can-do attitude. Everything else, I mean, of course, I don't know, 
if you go in finance, you should probably understand numbers a little bit. If you want to build a, uh, I don't know, a construction company, you sh should probably know something about that. And uh, even if you're a doctor and you want to build up your own practice, you should be a good doctor. So I think the fundamentals for whatever you want to do should be there, of course, but the it's it's the the in between the lines bits the soft skills that matter so much more because um i mean right now we're in the middle of a of a global crisis that is something we've not experienced for over a decade right so um it adds to the stress that you're experiencing um already and i think it's it's so important to no matter what life what other people what even press uh, or, or I don't know customers throw at you you just deal with it and same as before right other people have done this before they have succeeded in this for some reason it has worked out in the end there is surely a way we can make this work um, probably the key to success is not giving up it's as simple as that uh, you have so many businesses that fail in the first couple of months or the first year um, what is that some people say 99% of startups fail in the first year right um, and I think most of them don't have to um it's just it's maybe easier it's easier to just say okay this doesn't work um i don't know how to fix this it's too many problems right now it's too much stress too many things going on um it's probably more of those things uh, that that sometimes lead to failure than the fundamentals not being there whatever no startup has the fundamentals from day one um no one has it all figured out no one has the business plan that is ex exactly executed as it was written up um it, that is not how life works because there's always theory and reality and reality usually crashes clashes with that um so i i think it's probably that that stress resistance and that that can do attitude that believe that you can move forward that you can find a way to figure it out that is the key ingredient to just keep going and and to to believe that you can keep building and that probably works if you have a team with you that shares that. So we here at Fedona, for example, are super fortunate um, that we have been three founders from early on. Actually, one of them is my brother. So that alone means, um, hopefully, ideally, that we can speak quite quite openly and uh, constructively with each other. Family sometimes fights, of course, but at the same time, you've been through through life together. So I mean, if I can't talk to that person, then who can I talk to, right? And um, I think founders teams of three are usually very good because ideally you always have someone who who can pick up the other two um, if if two were to be down right um, and and it just matters to have because everyone has a down day everyone has a bad day sometimes um, but if you have someone there who says hey come on let's get back to first principles why are we doing this do we still believe in this do we think this still makes sense yes do we have a good team we're now over 30 people throughout Europe um every single one of them exceptional at what they're doing so that obviously helps um but but with that uh, just building one step at a time um and having that that surrounding that shares these core beliefs uh, that probably helps as well if you like this episode and the content we produce you need to check out our newsletter called the fransen and Wohnheim letter you can find more information in the show notes and also, if you want to see this episode, head over to my YouTube channel. Just type in Christopher Vonheim. See you next time.